Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Leading Visionaries podcast, where we celebrate the ingenious, insightful, innovative, and inspired leading visionaries of our time and provide our listeners with world-class examples of the kind of courage, clarity, and confidence it takes to bring visions into reality. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guests, Jay and Corey Fassett. Jay and Corey are the founders of the Connection Experience Psychedelic Retreats, high school sweethearts in relationship for over 30 years. The impact of kids, business, caring for aging parents, burying three out of four of their parents took their toll, and they were leading parallel lives. Just six months prior to their 25th wedding anniversary, they were not sure that they were going to make it. A powerful MDMA journey became the opening door for reinvention, healing, and creation that included losing 60 pounds between them, renewing their marriage vows, transforming their sex life in all ways, becoming certified psychedelic guides, and most significantly being the most loved and loving of their entire lives. Now they facilitate connection experience events and retreats for couples utilizing psychoactives with great effect. And I happen to personally know Jay. I've, I met him in person probably five or six years ago at my very first new media summit. And we sat together at lunch. And then I had the pleasure of meeting Corey earlier this spring at a psychedelics conference in Arizona. And so I'm just really delighted to bring the two of you here to Leading Visionaries. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Goodness gracious, five or six years ago. I swear to God, I live in a time warp. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that I know about you, Jay, is that, you know, when I first met you, you were already a leader. You were already a visionary. So I'd love to have us go back maybe six or so years, maybe even further back in time, For both of you to talk about your own journey into becoming leaders first. Hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I think truly as a kid, I always wanted to do things my own way. You know, so there was this probably significant rebelliousness and a nature of I've just got to do it my own way that I actually believe forced the hand of leadership and what it actually means to lead. And you know, very early on, I started, I went to work for a personal development company when I was like 21 years old and ended up taking it over by the time I was like 22, 23 as the 19th employee and the least likely person and the least skilled. But that was all really about, it became clear to me that if I wanted to live my mission, if I wanted to create the life that I wanted, that was not going to happen following. And I had to be willing to blaze a trail. And I could give you a million examples of where that was great. And I can give you a million examples of where that was God awful and difficult and ridiculous. And big picture, I just think it was innate in me that I had to figure that out, both the hard ways and the easy ways in my life. Mm, beautiful. Corey? Mm. 
really through being with him. <laughs> it requires coping skills. <laughs> requires many coping skills. I am not, I have not been entrepreneurial by nature. That's not naturally where I gravitate to, you know, that's not how I grew up. My, you know, I, I just, but, but in our relationship and running personal best together and then facilitating and running businesses with Jay over the years, you know, really since like the early nineties, we've worked together. And so I've learned to develop those skills and abilities that one has to have when leading or running an organization or being an entrepreneur or anything like that, which is different than, you know, having a nine to five job and the security and everything that comes with that. So I come along for the ride mostly <laughs> and we have fun together. And, and this, this last, you know, venture that we'll be talking about today has been really beautiful because it, it involves the both of us collaborating and teaming together and, and being, being visionaries, being leaders and, and being a team. And that's been really a fabulous experience. Yeah. Well, so what I'm hearing there is it sounds like Jay has been the leader in the spotlight and mm -hmm. you've been the leader that leads from behind because I think there's different forms of leadership. Some are the leaders in the spotlight and then some are like the Merlin or the yes. Merlina in the background that the leader needs to lead them, right? And so yeah. it sounds like your new collaboration is leading in partnership. So mm -hmm. let's take a minute to talk about vision. Jay, do you remember the first time you had a big vision and what you did to courageously say yes to it? Well, the first time, I don't know that I can articulate that exactly, but I've always had ideas. I've always had things I wanted to create. And I do remember my childhood best friend, still dearest friend, Fritz and I, sitting around at about 13 years old, having a beer in Saskatchewan talking about wouldn't it be amazing to build a racetrack for the cars that we restored that we could go and, and create. And I even remember Doc Brown uh, as a kid calling me a dreamer because I always had ideas. So I, so I think that that part has always been pretty innate to me. Like I bought my first motorcycle, I bought my first bike, I bought my first cars, all with entrepreneurial experiences. And it was, it was just this, the capacity to create that inspired me and I loved. Yeah. It, 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 have that like you do. If you're going to ask me that question, yeah. next, not really. <laughs> can, can, can I can I shift something for a second? Because because here's the other part about like this. nothing that really is that I've earned a living at. I guess I don't know. What do you think? Well, well what, what I was going to say it's between being visionary and earning a living, and just being <laughs> vision. You can be a visionary person that creates you know a beautiful environment for your family and for you know that's that's also visionary, Corey. But well, and and I was going to say to be back to her piece about leadership. So. I would say in our relationship that that this idea of I'll have an idea and I'll see it in three steps. It's like one, two, three, let's go do that. And I literally do not, cannot see the, the she fills in the alphabet between one and two and between two and three. There's 26 steps in there that I don't know, don't care, don't want to. So and, and she has leadership with the, the vision, the execution, the connecting of the dots, all those pieces that I don't have the capacity or willingness to do. And that's, I believe, what makes us a really great team. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to add one other thing about this. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, going back to the six months prior to our 25th wedding anniversary, not sure we we're going to make it. If it wasn't for your leadership, we would not have made it. Like I was tapped out. I was completely done. And she stepped up in one of the most powerful, amazing, beautiful ways that has us here having this conversation with you that wouldn't have happened if that leadership was, was to have landed on me. Right. Well, and what I'm hearing there is that between the two of you, it's like you have ego medicine 
And Corey has most medicine and most medicine is seeing all the details and it's powerful medicine, right? So it's also visionary. Corey, do you have anything you want to say about your own vision and visionary capacities? Well, I, I would agree. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> I, was, I don't, you know, I don't look at that as leading or, but I guess it is, and, you know, absolutely in our family. So what's true is, you know, Jay is traveling and speaking on stages and I'm home taking care of our, our two boys when they were little. So being the mom, taking care of the house, taking care of the holidays, taking care, you know, all of that was what I took on after I stepped out of facilitating personal development programs for like the 10, 12 years prior to that. So that kept me very busy. And I guess in that role, I was very much a, a leader in terms of guiding personal development work. So, but I got, I got to the point where I just, I wanted to step out of that. You said the limelight or the spotlight or whatever. I wanted to be more behind the scenes. Like I wanted to, I felt I needed a break from being at the front of the room or being on the stage. And I just wanted to be behind the scenes. And so I took care of a lot of stuff in the background with Jay that, that was, yeah, thank God. <laughs> But I was happy in that place. Like I didn't, you know, I was, I was happy just like supporting him and sometimes doing the bookkeeping, sometimes doing accounting, taking care of event planning, take, you know, all of that stuff that has to happen behind the scenes. So in that respect, I guess I was supporting you in those ways, but until yeah, it got I, to the breaking point, until it got to the, so tell us yes. about the breaking point, Corey, what happened that allowed you to step in and say, oh, we've got to make a change here. Well, maybe you should start with that because you. Just you. I <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I only say that because so we have been approached for probably so prior to 2020 for about five years prior to that we had been approached occasionally through clients of yours and to try psychedelics to support our relationship, to reestablish connection, to work on our marriage. And we were always a hard no. You know, Jay would come home, he'd say, you know, what do you think about it? It was just, mm, no, we were just no. So we continued on our merry way and, and there wasn't anything terrible. There wasn't anything like we were having massive fights or anything like that. It's just, as we described, it was like becoming parallel lives. Like he was working, I was taking care of the kids. We were managing our household. We were taking care of mechanics and details, but we were slowly over a span of about, I'd say a decade, mostly we were starting to grow apart. So it was in spring, end of February of 2020, right? Before the world shut down, which was perfect for us. <laughs> Hashtag best pandemic ever. <laughs> Jay had, thank you, C19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jay had an opportunity to have a, a journey at the end of one of his events and that was in San Diego. And I, I wasn't there, but he he took that opportunity with his crew, with his team, and they, they had a, a, an MDMA experience. And that particular experience changed his life. And I'll let you share about that. But he came home and we just, we had the conversation. We had the talk, like things had to change. We had to do something. And that's when we started on that journey. And to be um, clear, that wasn't the first time we had that talk, but, yeah. but what was different and, different and what changed in that first MDMA experience was best I could describe it was a spotlight from above shone down on this wall that had been built between us over 30 years. And each brick in that wall was, from my perspective, just a little bit of justification, a little bit of bullshit, a little bit of resentment, a little bit of distance, a little bit of all those pieces. 
And it became just perfectly clear to me, like, like not, I would call it cellular certainty. And I, I've had moments in my life of cellular certainty before, but nothing anywhere near as powerful as this. And it was just perfectly clear, which is we need to do something about this. And now I got to, I'm going to do my part. Cause I think in the, in the conversations before it was always like, well, you do this, I'll do this. We'll do the, like all the rest of it. And I was just clear as like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to grow my hair. I'm going to fix my teeth and I'm getting on with my life. And I would love for her to come along. And if she doesn't want to, that's okay. And, and there was no blame of myself. There was no blame of her. There was just one of my most powerful experiences of clarity. And so it came home and said, listen, hon, this is where we're at. And you don't need to do a damn thing. I'd love if you would, but that's okay if you don't want to. It's all right, but I must move. And just to back up, so the, the medicine that you took, and yeah. we call it medicine when it's used intentionally and it's with reverence and it's for healing. That's It's very intentional. Got to the core of what what he needed, you know, this is one of the reasons that we do this is that, you know, you could have had a conversation with someone and none of that would have shifted him like this did. It got into, it got into him and it, it got him, you know, right at the core of what needed to change. And so that's where everything changed. That's where everything changed, mm -hmm. like everything. And, and as of just a two second example of that, the night I did the medicine, I weighed 203 pounds, the heaviest of my entire life. By the time I got home 36 hours later, I weighed 193 pounds. 10 pounds melted off my body in telling the truth and seeing the, what I'm going to call the, the little bullshit justifications that we had built between us and saying, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Gone. Just gone. Beautiful. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive in even deeper around this brick wall, which it's kind of convenient that you guys have a brick wall behind you oh, right now. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's a good uh, but right now, listeners, are you a leading visionary or in the role of leading other visionaries like Corey and Jay are? Consider joining our community and sharing your feedback and takeaways from every one of our episodes. We invite you to join us and support this podcast by making a donation at leadingvisionariespodcast.com. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can receive support for getting your vision out of the air and onto the ground, then you can apply to qualify for a complimentary consultation with me or a member of my team by clicking the Connect with Angel button on the website. Please be sure to share this show in your own spirals of influence with the people who you think might benefit from our content. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners in 12 countries. We're now downloading in 12 countries who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners, obviously in Canada, and our listeners in Cambodia. We'll do the two C's today, and we will be right back with Jay and Corey. The Leading Visionaries podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Are you the one who thinks differently, who is called to create a significant conscious change in the world, who is seeing and dreaming of a better way for your industry, your community, humanity? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired to guide leading visionaries just like you who want to break through the static in order to clearly express and confidently enroll support for their vision in a way that makes it inevitable that it will come to pass. Your word is your wand, and as the leader, your ability to articulate and communicate your vision is essential to its materialization and monetization. Please enjoy with our compliments a free copy of the book, Be Heard by Millions and Live Your Destiny, which was a number one new release in three categories to get you started. The book is yours by visiting gift.leadingvisionariespodcast.com. 
And we are back with Jay and Corey Fazette. They are the founders of the Connection Experience Psychedelic Retreats. We are going to have a great link for you in the show notes that's going to take you to a fireside chat, which is uh, going to lead you through a process of finding out about the 10 top questions that couples ask when this topic is brought into the awareness of the couple. So I want to go back to what we were talking about before we went to the break. And one of the things you said was you guys were a hard no to this. And now all of a sudden, Jay's in San Diego. You're in Canada with the kids. He's got an opportunity. What made the no turn into a yes? You know, like what made the no turn into the yes? Like for the both of us following? Well, no. I, before. The initial. Okay. Yeah. So he thought it would be like smoking weed and watching the sun go down. Uh, <laughs> that's what he thought <laughs> with his friends and it'd just be that. That's all it'd be. And and it was not that. <laughs> so that's number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the thing about not knowing what to expect, oh. you know, and that's why we try to educate people too, because many do not know what to, they think it'll just be like smoking some weed or having a little bit of, or, know, or they think they're going to gummies or yeah, they're going to lose their, their faculties or that they're going right. to like, it's just, it is like nothing else. So yeah. number one, I had no clue what I was getting into. Number two, I had a friend and a client who'd been leading journeys for about four years at that stage of the game. He so a trustworthy had, person. Utterly and completely. Like he can have, I, I would give him my credit cards, you know, like the, the next piece of that is that I was always, this hard line about chemicals for me was I'm never putting something in my body. There's some dingbat made in a bathtub trying to make money. Like that's just ridiculous. I'm not doing it. Yeah. We're always telling our kids, like you do not. Nothing you goes know. in your mouth. You don't know where the hell it is, what it is. It's been tested. It's been proven. It's safe. Look, and I'll get off my head. But he had the same source, actually in the same city where MAPS, which is the organization that has actually done all of the work to actually have MDMA be a breakthrough drug in stage three trials. So he had this secure source he'd been using for years. He and his wife had personally tested it. All of the check marks were, you know, moved. And I was still scared as hell, like putting it in my body. Like it was like, whoa. So it was all of those pieces. And here's the the what I'm going to say, the nail in the coffin. And I was just at a spot where... What we were doing that wasn't working, I just couldn't do anymore. The distance, the, I'm going to call it the flatness, the the pain, the meh, the juggling, the bullshit. I was just freaking done. I hadn't, I just didn't have any more in me. So all of those combined was, okay, we'll try. Yeah. The divine intervention is what happened right there. So now let's talk about as a result of that. He comes home, he's lost 10 pounds, he confronts his own bullshit, says he's going to make changes. You now have a guy who has done the drugs, you know, <laughs> the the psychedelics, you know, you've got, like what the hell just happened? So how did you go from no to yes, Corey? Like what inspired you to go from no to yes? And then let's talk about the work that you're doing with couples right. and how you came into that. Well, and that that's a pretty easy, I mean, we just, from that moment, we embarked on thousands of hours of conversation and my nature of how I approach new things. I did a ton of research and reading and watching how to change your mind, Netflix, different YouTube. Like I, I researched, we, we had a million conversations about it. He worked on from really from the moment I said, yes, I'm willing to try this worked on finding a safe source, which took actually six months, six months for us to even 
be able to. But in the meantime, we we were home. The world shut down. COVID, you know, so we had all this time to just have the conversations we had to have. We had to do a lot of clearing. We had to, there were a lot of tears shed. There was like we literally had, thousands of hours of conversation. And, and we, we did do other medicines. So, we did. So we, we tried some other, anything to help get the default mode network offline, the amygdala offline, which is an MDMA, you know. Exclusive. Exclusive. Territory. But with other things, we were able to just play a little bit, experiment. We both started to realize that we were, you know, it was easier to have these conversations. Like we weren't as... We weren't as reactive and there was more empathy and there was more understanding and there was curiosity, curiosity. Like how did we get here? We love each other dearly. And we, you know, we would go to the end of the world for each other. So how is it we find ourselves in this position? Like, how is that? We got, we got curious about that. And we really, we both just put ourselves out. So by the time it actually came to the point for me to try it for the first time, I was also scared. Like the night before I I was like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know. What if I have a reaction with like all the things in my head go. And anyway, from that moment on, we made the, our own connection experience, a non-negotiable in our relationship, in our world, in our life about every six weeks, it was the two of us. We'd go somewhere. We would, you know, have all the things. <laughs> Do the medicine. Take the medicine and have all I don't the know toys what I can all and say all that stuff. But we did stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just more healing, more curiosity, more love. You know, it, things just went, you know. Well, what I'm hearing there too is that there was an, an, Came back intentional, together. an intentional reversal of the disengagement from intimacy. Correct. Right. So that's what I'm hearing. So let's we only have a five minutes left. Okay. <laughs> so we're I want to make fast. sure that we talk about we're going to fast forward. You know, Jay, you were already a leading visionary, had a big organization doing millions of dollars in, in entrepreneurial stuff with people. Now you've had your MDMA experience. You come home. We get Corey on board. You're off having fun sex with each other on a regular basis and all kinds of other fun things. What? More sex than you can even imagine or that I would have believed. <laughs> we became attracted to each other again. We, yeah. we fell in love again. Like it all just, it was like better than the romance stage at the beginning because we had, you know, the years with us. So that's, so yeah. Now you're that's us. these connection <laughs> experience retreats for other couples, which is, you know, a lot of what happens in the personal and professional development space is we go through our own healing and we can't not help other people afterwards. So. Let's talk about your retreats. Who are the right fit people to come work with you? And why don't you, I mean, you guys are obviously a success story yourselves, but if you have a success story of somebody that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear that too. We have a multitude. Oh, there'd be so many. And uh, so I'm going to, I'll go really fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for the purposes of this, we actually serve couples in lots of ways. So where we started was the connection experience. That's what I'm going to focus on. We since do what's called couples journey, a process we invented and individual journeys for people facing their own stuff. But let's just focus on the connection experience and the right couples for that event, it, which is, if you think of it this way, it's like a five-day preparation process via text, a little course, a little flirting, a little you know, getting clear about what the intention is. It's a one evening journey in a hotel where we help set intention, get them all set up. They're on their own in their own room doing their own thing with a safety network of us and support and safe medicine and all those sorts of things. 
and then a debriefing and a five-day support process after. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about the connection experience. And the right couples for that are people who are, number one, telling the truth that there's some distance here and that they want to bring that closer together and that they're still fundamentally sound. They're not, somebody doesn't have a foot out the door. They're not trying to heal a infidelity. They're, they're in this spot where it's like, our life has got in the way and we still love each other. And we're sort of out of our magic tricks. Like what the hell do we do? How do we break down the barriers that we have built? The brick wall I I was talking about. So three categories, you know, top of the list is they're just distant. The next is they're busy. So they're uh, married seven to 13 years. They have two kids. They buried a, a parent. They're doing okay, but they know this isn't sustainable. Like if we keep doing this, we will be in trouble and we do not want to be in trouble. So they're being quite proactive, which I really love those, those couples. And then there's kind of the third couple, which, or the, the third set, which is they're on their second marriage. And it's like, I'm not making those same mistakes. So I will look outside the box to make damn certain I don't bring my old stuff forward. Did I miss anything? No, I, that's everywhere from, I think, seven to nine months together to... 30 plus years together. We've had everything in between. Like one, one of the couples we were just talking with, with yesterday and they're a retired couple. They've been together like almost like they're heading seventies. And, and it's like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in our entire lives. And, and in fact, this, this is a little bit of a joke. It's like, I'm pretty sure that we're just going to spend our kids inheritance on psychedelics. <laughs> but I, and they're teasing, but they're, they're just this incredible couple that, that when they start, it's like, yeah, we just want to reconnect. And then later on, they said in one of the testimonials was that, our relationship was slowly coasting towards its inevitable end. Mm-hmm. And now we are more in love than we have ever been in our entire lives. Aww. And we hear, you would not believe the stories that we hear of what transpires for folks. All like, the time. Oh, So beautiful. Well, listeners, I hope that you can hear the devotion in this couple that they have to each other the devotion that they have to their vision and the devotion that they have to bringing more love into the world through the application of the psychedelic medicine work that they are facilitating. It's been a pleasure to have you both. We could probably go on for hours, I'm sure, (laughs) but we are at the end. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you think of today's show by joining our community, sharing your takeaways, asking questions, or submitting guest suggestions. Be sure to click the link for the Fireside Chat with Jay and Corey, where you will uh, find the top 10 questions that couples often ask when they are faced with the decision of whether or not to take this kind of medicine to improve their relationships. And we would love to have you weave your visionary thread into our fabric by opting into our website at leadingvisionariespodcast.com or by interacting with us on social. Look for the handle at Leading Visionaries Podcast across all the major platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your eyes, <laughs> ears, and hearts open. And remember, you are here to create conscious change. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.